This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, but Doug loves movies. Hey, everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. It's August 17th, 2010. Doug Loves Movies is coming to you from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles in front of a live audience. That's them. Some of whom are wearing name tags. I see Greg, and I see Liz, and I see names I can't read from over there, and Ryan and Sam are here, and some other ones. There's a shit ton of name tags at my show... uh, my show's last weekend, and um, I was in Bellevue, Washington, outside of Seattle, at a lovely club called Parlor Live. And um, there was one night where we taped a special bonus episode of the podcast that's going to be available soon for download at a very small charge on uh, iTunes. And it was a lot of fun. There was like the whole audience was wearing name tags. It was kind of crazy. I felt like. Drew Carey or Bob Barker, take your pick. <laughs> Both of them say, spay or neuter your pets. <laughs> so they're the same dude to me. But this episode is free, like it will continue to be every week while we try to work in product placement as cleverly as possible. <laughs> Drink Coke, JK. Drink whatever you want. Um, this weekend, I had a little feud. Some of you may have noticed on Twitter, I had a feud with Eliza Dushku. And it was very exciting because the whole time I was like, this is how I can get her to be a guest. 
uh, it was a whole misunderstanding. I fake blocked her, something that she wrote, and she wrote back and called me an a-hole with a period between the A and the hole. And after me explaining to her that I fake block people to entertain my followers, because it's just funny when somebody writes something nice. Like my favorite one was Disneyland, new Sleeping Beauty pin available, and I wrote blocked. (laughs) But I didn't, because I love following Disneyland. That's crazy, following Disneyland. So uh, we reached a truce. She wrote back specifically truce once I explained to her that I blocked people just to be funny and that I had never really blocked her. And uh, I asked her to be on the podcast, and of course I haven't heard back, and she's not following me. So all I'm saying is, you guys, you know, don't be dicks about it, but write to her and just go, you should be on Douglas Movies. <laughs> bring it on, I say. All right, let's bring out my guests. Uh, they've all been on the show before. Please welcome Morgan Murphy, Sam Levine, and Mr. Leonard Malton. Well, well, well. He's thank you. Please sit back down. for more abuse. Did anyone stand up? No, but they clapped hard. What? It's hot in here. It's a. It's August, and it's. A, it was a hot day today. So I appreciate any enthusiasm we can get, uh, whatsoever. And let me just go to the paper here because I got. I wrote down some awesome questions today ever, at around four thirty. Have you ever printed or published those notes? That's that's like. I feel like it's I'm looking like, at the Dead Sea Scrolls. No, yeah. you know what it is? It's like uh, our Crumbs family yeah. would write stuff like this. Yeah. Just jot down a bunch of weird Have things on a piece of paper. Before? This is, yeah, this, this I didn't know Doug could write. I yeah. <laughs> no, I totally, uh, I totally write it all out, and it's, uh, I can mostly, I mostly read it, but it's also it's written this way so that you can't peek and figure out what's coming no, no, up. There's no, no danger of that. Yeah, no, it's no very hard to understand. And figure it out. Yeah. So as I was saying to Morgan Murphy, uh, my friend backstage in the, in the uh, green room area, we were discussing, she's in a movie called... Oh, it's, it's, kind, a it's funny kind of a funny story. It's kind of it's a funny kind story. It's kind of a funny story. Yeah. That's one of the, the... I saw the trailer, and it's one of those trailers where they go, it's an unusual story. It's a crazy story. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. And then the trailer ends, and I'm like, but what's it called? <laughs> and, I don't, and then it says uh, www.itskindofafunnystory.com, which doesn't necessarily tell you that's definitely the title, because sometimes when they can't get a title for some reason, they right. go with something else.com, uh-huh. like... I, I don't I can't come up with an example, <laughs> but anyway, it looks it looks good. Zach is in it, and Zach's the kid from uh, United States of Terra is like the lead in it. Oh, okay, Kier Gilchrist is his name. <laughs> is he in the scene with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kier is his name. Kier, uh, yeah, and then uh, the uh, what's her name? Uh, Julia Roberts' niece, Emma Roberts, right? Yeah, she's in. She's, it. In she's it. not. Is she in your scene? Yeah, they're all. It's, they're all know, sitting there. In my scene. Drawing. Drawing. You're like the drawing teacher at I the. Mean, I'm the art therapy art psychiatric teacher at the, at the ward. Nuthouse, yeah. Nuthouse, yeah. Yeah. And you come in and you art therapy everybody. Art therapy. And there's a hilarious I... joke in the trailer about a guy drew a beaver, and then you know where this is going, Leonard. Yeah, and I say. I'm afraid so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say to him, uh, a, he said, he said, what about can we draw beavers? I said, we don't draw the kind of beavers you're talking about. Yeah. And then he shows me, and it's an actual beaver. The picture, it's a of, a picture beaver. of a cute beaver. And you say that's a lovely beaver. I said that's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say that. But I, that's cracks me up when that sort of stuff gets in a trailer because it's yeah. like, does the MPAA people that watch those trailers even get that joke? Because yeah. wouldn't they stop it if they thought that you were just saying, you know, beavers in the context that. Because your character meant beavers, as in vaginas. Fucking, uh, yeah, I meant... Right? I, meant I don't mean, what? I want to tell you what your character was thinking. Yeah. I am not listening to the story close enough. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, but the best part about the, that, that movie is, like, the tra- I'm in the trailer, and, and that's, that's pretty much my whole that's part. That's your whole part. It's in the trailer. Yeah, so people are like, oh, I saw you in this movie. I'm like, well, you saw everything that I do. And well, that's already... <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, sh- you know, shot up in popularity, so his entire parts are in every trailer. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the trailers for Up in the Air, he was, like, prominently yeah. featured, and he just has that one scene, yeah, but that yeah. whole scene's in the trailer. It was great, though, because Zach... That was coincidental that Zach was in that. Like, I was... I didn't even know what the movie was when I auditioned for it, and then it was, it was Zach, so I got to hang with him for a day, which was... Very cool. Oh. Leonard? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> 
Um, how many movies have you been in as yourself? One. Is the question that came to me. Just one? Yeah. Really? Is it because you're hard to get? Well, no, one documentary and one fictional film. What was the fictional Wait, film? Wait, I think I know the answer. Is it Gremlins 2? I, I think Gremlins it's Gremlins 2. Yeah. But there's a story. You want to know the story that Nobody goes Nobody won it? anything just now, by the way. Right. <laughs> but I did get to throw you, my hands up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And wave them like I just did not. But I should tell you why I'm in Gremlins 2. Uh, because uh, when I moved out to, here to L.A. 26 years ago, um, you know, I was a newcomer. I mean, I had some friends here. I had some, some work colleagues and all that. But I, I immediately knew I didn't want to hang out with movie people because I'm a critic, and I've got to review them and critique them, and that's not a comfortable situation. Uh, but there was one guy I already knew, and that was Joe Dante who started out as an editor for Roger Corman at New World Pictures and then became a director. And his first really big film was Gremlins, the original Gremlins, which uh, Steven Spielberg produced and handpicked him to direct, having seen some of his Roger Corman... Off of, uh, 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 probably Piranha. off of Piranha. Piranha, exactly so. And um, he... So I had this very odd, very uncomfortable situation. I was on Entertainment Tonight. This is in the early 80s when the show was red hot. And, and I mean, people really watched that show. Yeah, people were... There was a time. Mary Hart was causing seizures. That's, that's how hot that show that's was. That's right. That's right. You have to be old enough to remember that reference. But, <laughs> that's right. But it's true. Uh, but th there was nothing like it. There was no e-network. There was, you know, Entertainment Weekly hadn't started publishing. Entertainment Tonight was like a big deal. And I was on it like three or four times a week, and, and it, it, was, it was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, sitting there in an empty theater. That's right. So Why wouldn't anyone watch a movie with you, Leonard? <laughs> That's right. But, there are many answers to that. But, it's called privacy. But I, I understand. Had, but I had a lot of sex suddenly, movies. for the first time in my whole life, I had to review a movie directed by a friend of mine, and Ouch. I didn't like it. I didn't, you didn't like, like Gremlins 1? No, I didn't. I, th I thought it was too mean-spirited. And it was. It was. It was ugly, and it and it yeah. led to the creation of PG thirteen in right. part. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and, and and the irony is that Joe put all sorts of in jokes for his friends in Gremlins that he knew only his pals, his movie buff pals, would get, and his movie buff pals, many of them didn't like the movie, but the public loved the movie. He later made a film called Explorers that only his friends liked. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd have to be pretty tight uh, yeah. with him to enjoy anyway, that. Anyway, but in any case, so, but I had to go on the, I had One to go of the on stars the air. Of that killed himself. I mean, I lost, I, 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 oh, I, actually, purpose. I actually lost sleep uh, wondering what to do. Should I just not review, I couldn't not review the film, it was too big a movie. And there was, you know, at a newspaper, traditionally, uh, the, the lead critic would then say, you better review this one because I have a conflict of interest here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no other critic at ET. I had to review the movie. And I was thinking, how can I soften my review and maybe make it, you know, no, you can't soften it. You've got to tell it like it is. I had to say I didn't like the movie. So it caused kind of a, a, a rift between me and Joe for a while, which oh, I understand. No. Well, I mean, listen, you know, you put, a, you, you put your heart and soul into something. You, you know, you work really hard on it. And then yeah, but you weren't said, alone. A lot of his friends hated it. Well, yeah. It, but, you know, but so, you know, it was understandable that it was not a comfortable situation. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years went by, and I get a call one day from Joe's producing partner at the time, Mike Finnell, and he says, well, we're doing Gremlins 2. I said, yeah. He says, and there's a scene in it where the Gremlins invade this uh, TV network and go into all these different studios and, and destroy the shows, and one of the shows is going to be a movie review show. And we thought maybe you could be the critic on the movie review show. So I said, well, I think I owe you that. So that's, so that's how I got to be in Gremlins 2. And then when we shot it at Warner Brothers one day, I mean, it was really weird. I, I, I was able People to say Godfather 2, by the way, greatest sequel of all time, but Gremlins 2 is, is close. Yeah. Can we, can we once call it by its full name? Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. That's right. Well, they wanted to know so, what was going on in that movie if they but, didn't say New Batch. That's right. But the scene, you ever wonder about those, those subtitles? Well, we'll talk about that some other time. But... Uh, uh, but uh, Joe directed me in this scene, and in the scene, they had me sitting in a movie theater type set, mm -hmm. holding a video Hello. cassette of Gremlins, 
what, and supposedly giving it a bad review. And Joe said, just use your own words. <laughs> <laughs> just recreate so your he, original review. He directed me in a scene and told me to give his movie a bad review again on camera. That's beautiful. In the movie, which I did, and then the gremlins came and, and attacked me. Did the, did the one that was voiced by Tony Randall say anything to you? No. As you were being attacked? Because that, no. that would be no. insult to injury. No, no. That might have been in post-production. <laughs> so that's how I wound up in Gremlins. Oh, okay. And then, but other people have asked and you just say no because yeah. it's not your bag? I, I, yeah, I don't think it's appropriate. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's nice that you have uh, some integrity, but I, I'd love to see you in some movies. <laughs> now, Sam's been in a few movies, a handful of movies. Just a handful. Um... Inglorious Bastards being the most recent that we've seen in yes. cinemas. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yes. thank you. I take sole responsibility for that speaking film. Speaking of... Uh, means a lot to me. Thank you. Speaking of the weird world of trailers, there's an yeah. amazing shot in the trailer for that movie of yeah. you running, shooting two Tommy guns, machine guns, one at the giant, same time as yeah. you're running, or one yeah, giant one. One massive but gun. But you've got like a gun that's way too big for you, way clearly. Big, yeah. And you're running and shooting it. Yes. It's so badass. And screaming. And screaming. Yeah. And it's in the trailer, but nowhere to be seen in the movie. Nowhere to be seen in the film. Yeah. How did, yeah. How did that feel, and what the hell was that scene? That <laughs> Wait, does Felt? that mean I might was, not is be the next shot, Is the I next shot you sitting up in bed sweating? Like, was it a dream <laughs> that you could run with a big gun It feels and like shoot it. it was a dream now. Um, that, part, that scene was shot uh, as part of the, the Stiglitz jailbreak scene, where we breaked uh, Til Schweiger's character out of prison. Right, right. You have um, a lot of uh, guns there, because yes. isn't that part of it? You kind of shoot him out of the yeah, cell? Yeah, we, we kill all the guards. Um, yeah. But uh, alas that uh, the other side of that scene is supposed to be a bunch of guards like trying to reach for their guns and then getting you know blasted to hell and uh, they never shot that so it's just me running and shooting there's no other side of that but it was such a cool shot it's like let's put it in the trailer right it makes sense in a trailer but I can't you can't really throw that into the movie yeah and it's not a great deleted scene yeah it would be a little weird what was your character's name Berger Hirschberger uh, Hirschberg Hirschberg yeah Hirschberg running last time I was here you called him Hirschberger you are you what was his name Jew Jewstein Bagberg man what every at least time. I tried. I didn't get. Oh, terrible! Didn't get that racist with it. I tried to <laughs> tried to say it right, and uh, but I thought you were great, and you were also great Thanks, as buddy. the as the painter in that other scene. That's right. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, wait, I have a, a a a small bone to pick. With what? With with Mr. Malton to my right, and he didn't know I was going to talk about this. Oh my God! He knows Why are you bringing up your personal? Because because well, what a better place to, to air this dirty laundry? On my, so, um, podcast, he was shit. kind enough to, <laughs> I, I got a look at his 2011 movie guide, mm -hmm. and uh, you have reviewed, I think, four or five films that I have been in, in mm -hmm. your movie guide. Mm -hmm. What's the highest rating you got? I think he gave Bastards three star, two and a half stars. Is that, is that right? There's That's a the gasp. Highest there rating. was a gasp. A yeah. gasp, yeah. an audible yeah. gasp. Yeah. Everything, uh, Club Dread, you said it was a bomb. I'm inclined to agree. Um, uh, Sydney White. And Club Dread was not a bomb. It's like a one or two at least. I, well, he called it a bomb. And then Sydney White and Not Another Teen Movie, you gave a star and a half, I think, mm -hmm. each. Which is an improvement over bomb. <laughs> so what have I got to do? You're, wor you're working your way up. Is my, yeah. What, yeah. What, I, what kind of film do I need Ten to be Ten years in? from now, there's going to be no talking to you. You know, All right. It's, it's, so, it's so frustrating looking up a word alphabetically that Smith spelled on purpose. Inglorious <laughs> 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 is I-N-G-L-O-R, right? Yes. Okay. L-O-U-R. Oh, oh, yeah. He added a U. U. Here it is. Here it is. You, you got it right. Wait, wait, two, wait. Two and a half stars, right? No, no, no. Oh, I'm looking at the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the first Inglorious Bastards got two. So that's great that Tarantino went, oh, a two-star movie. I have to remake it. <laughs> Try to add half a star. And he succeeded. He got half a star half more. A star better. <laughs> he made it half a star better than the original. And he gave it, uh, you gave it two and a half stars. And uh, let's see. He says, someone who might be named Hirschberg steals the show. Oh. I should have yeah. read. But he got, he got it. He's yeah. racist also, That's though. That's a Doug Benson edition. <laughs> they specially printed Doug Benson edition of the new, of the new 2011 guide. And then the, uh, you say that the uh, director of the original Inglorious Bastards has a cameo. 
Yeah. See, I yeah. love when you throw in stuff like that because uh, that you know that's what makes watching something again why fun. Met. You know, I got they, they had a screening at USC last year of the original Inglorious Bastards, and Enzo Castellari was there. And very interesting, colorful guy. That was a really neat evening. But apparently his part got cut. Uh, uh, Quentin had more... Wait a second. You're telling us to look for a cameo that got cut? He's sitting... Why don't you replace it in the next edition with look for Sam Levine as a painter with a mustache? Thank you, Doug. What a wonderful suggestion. Senor Castellari is sitting in the front row of the movie theater, though, in the, the... Climax. Yes. So he is in the. In the oh, he is sitting there. So he's like yeah. an extra. He just doesn't speak. That's right. All right. Well, here's another uh, uh, thing. Uh, oh, that's not it. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be a prize for one of the guests. But I brought something for for you, Leonard. Bless you. Somebody sneeze. Um, I brought a copy of my movie, Super High Me. Ooh. Because I looked at I looked in the app and I looked in the book and it's not in either of them. So you God. need to watch it and, and now you have to review another movie from a friend. Wait a minute. It and has, I, so I hope you liked it so you can be honest about it. It has Spanish subtitles. Yeah, just in case. It says, it says uh, so right here. Only yeah. if you want them. It's Marijuana. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I think they are stressing that because there's also a lot of pot leaves all over it. Okay. And they're being uh, they're doing some racial profiling okay. by appealing to the uh, well, Spanish speaking audience. Thank you very much. Yeah. So check that out, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Now, uh, I wanted to ask quickly. We got to move on to the to the Leonard Malton game. You got to play the Leonard Malton game when Leonard Malton's here. But have you? What was the last movie you saw? Oh, I've seen so many in the last two weeks. I can't. But like, what did you see? Like, did you see something today have or yesterday? Seen, have you seen Animal Kingdom? No, I haven't. That's I noticed really it's good. playing at the ArcLight, but in the listings it just says Animal Kingdom. I was like, what's that? What, what is an, it? It's an Australian crime thriller. Boo! No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I have no reason to say that. I've just never, you know, you don't get to argue with a critic up close usually. <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Wrong, Malton! Um, You've been waiting. So it's all, Australian. All for that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. It's really really good. Guy Pierce is the best known actor in it. Oh, okay. Uh, he well, he's cop, but, that guy's amazing. He's, but, uh, he's so different uh, in every role. Yeah, he he's completely different. And he's people uh, giggled at that, but Guy Pierce yeah. is amazing. Yeah, he is Australian, right? This is yes. Or New Zealand. This is this is such. It's a very tough movie. Really hard bitten movie. Oh, really? Yeah. About a. Uh, the setup is there's a 17 year old kid. The first, I'm not giving anything away. It's the beginning of the movie. The 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. year old boy uh, sitting there with his mother in a kind of a motel. Uh, she's just died of a drug overdose. And he calls his grandmother because he doesn't know what else to do. And you, you learn from this that he and his grandmother haven't seen each other in a long time. Turns out that the, his mom and his grandma were estranged. So his grandmother says, I'll be right over. So she takes him in. To her family, which it turns out consists of three sons who are all hard-bitten criminals. And this this 17-year-old kid, he's a quiet guy, and he's never been exposed to any of this. And the rest of the film is what happens as he becomes kind of enmeshed in their world and, and gets in neck deep. And it's really good. But is it in 3D? No. <laughs> it's better. It's better than 3D, Sam. It's 2D. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Somebody should. Somebody should take that slogan yeah. and put it on any any movie no, that's not 3D. As, should be like. That's right. As the as check they, it out. It's as 2D. They said, as they said in the early 50s when they introduced uh, Cinemascope, no glasses required. So, oh, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. a good catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. That's, they should have tried that with Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Because that movie didn't do near the business it deserved. I saw your review on my Leonard Malton app, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm so excited that you loved it because it's the kind of movie that older dudes like ourselves could easily dismiss as being just a silly video game thing. And yet the visual inventiveness of it is so incredible that you still, you're still... You know, and like you said, all the actors are great in it too. All the, the actors are wonderful. Are good. The actors are wonderful, yeah. and, I, and I love the inventiveness of it. But I didn't love the movie. What? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I read the first paragraph and the last. What did you do? You, what you what did was skip the middle of the review. Right in the That's middle, right. you're like this fucking blows. <laughs> But this the last is what you paragraph get for, really glows the, about all the actors, and that's one yeah. of the things I liked about it. Is I yeah. thought it was a, to me they they they, they sort of cast. they keep it for. I mean, to me, when it runs out of bells and whistles, and you and you get down to the storyline, which is really very trite, uh, uh, the last half hour. It's simple, say, yes. 
It's like, and, and it's like, if it weren't for the fact those actors are so appealing and, uh, and colorful, then they'd really be screwed. Yeah, it kind of, like a lot of action movies, it's just sort of like the final third is like a lot of battling that's could, you know, could be wrapped up quicker and mm-hmm. could lead to more fun dialogue scenes. But like just some of the, the, some of the things that Edgar Wright does have never been done in movies before and he does it effectively. He does it very well. Have you ever, have you ever seen Spaced? Yeah, yeah, the, the TV series. series he did. I only recently, I recently started watching that on DVD and I liked it a lot and he did three or four series in England, uh, most of them with Simon Pegg. But the, the timing, the timing of the gags and the editing and the kind of the deadpan reactions and all that, that was that was already there when he was doing TV, mm-hmm. he was doing episodic TV. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's just brought that into features. It's a similar style that, yeah. he, that he brought into the into the films with uh, certainly bigger budgets. Yeah. Uh, Sam Levine. Yeah, buddy. What have you seen lately? Uh, I'm I'm embarrassed. The last two films Next. in the theaters were <laughs> Inception and Iron Man Two. There's I'm no reason to be embarrassed. Start with I from yeah, now on. You went to the two of the biggest crowd pleasing blockbusters. Yep. One may be more so than the other. <laughs> yep. No. No, not to take it away from Sam, but I, 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 I think I don't know now. Now I'm confused about. I read your reviews. I don't know what you really thought. But Inception, you aren't as you aren't as bowled over as a lot of people. That is correct. Yes. Wrong. There's a growing faction of people that are just like, yeah, but it wasn't involving. It was fantastic to look at. Amazing yep. production. Yep. Well acted. Well yep. produced. All that. But. I didn't care about any of those characters. No. And as an analogy, I say, remember Jaws? Remember how those three guys that went out to get the shark were amazing characters, practically out of literature, amazingly acted, and you cared about what was going to happen to them? That's what I want in even the dumbest summer blockbuster. I want that kind of connection. I agree completely. I agree completely. My my problem with Inception is... My, I, I had the same problem with a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies. I mean, he's obviously a very bright... He's clearly a very bright guy and a very skilled filmmaker. There's no, no debating that. Yeah. But I think he's so busy trying to show off how clever he is that uh, he... And with this he, movie, he, he really loses. tried to give it an emotional... Yes, he did. Thing, but I think yes, he it did. just felt forced to me. Yeah, it did. A lot of the movie felt forced to me. Yeah, I'd like him to just make... Like, I hope the next Batman is just dark and relentless and ugly... I heard I th- there's a stupid rumor that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to play the Riddler, <laughs> but I kind of made a face when I heard Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker, and that turned out to be amazing. So yeah, I'll trust and his Joseph judgment. Gordon- I'll trust his judgment. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a wonderful actor. Yeah, he's so very he good. Down. He's very good. Yeah. But like to me, in, in Inception, he kind of felt like he was like kind of what's hampered Leo's career is they both look so young yeah. still. Yeah. That like he kind of when he was floating around the hallway, I was kind of like, yeah, that's like like a teenager floating around a hallway. <laughs> How dangerous could it be? And uh, Morgan, do you have any anything to add? We got to play the Leonard Mullen game. We're running out of time, yeah. but to uh, to view, did you see a movie when you flew out from New York? Oh yeah, I watched uh, I watched half of um, what did I tell you I watched half. The bo- no no no, I watched half of uh, Iron Man two. Iron Man two. Oh, Iron Man 2. Which half? The first half. Oh nice. And then I- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's probably my last least favorite half really? of that movie, just because Scarlett Johansson doesn't really start fighting anybody except for John Favreau in a boxing ring. Till yeah. later in the movie, she she fights she a lot fights. and it gets good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I fell. I fell. She does more fighting. I fell asleep. I think I got, I got I got bored, but I also took an Ambien and I can't tell what happened first. <laughs> if I got bored first, or if the Ambien kicked in, or if just you know it happened at the same time because God wanted it to happen that way. I just I just learned that Morgan is is uh, crazy about documentaries. I am. I did actually the, the last in the theater. The last movie I saw was uh, I saw the was well, saw the um, I saw the Joan Rivers documentary, and then I also saw the uh, Phil Spector documentary, which was pretty good. Which I haven't seen yet. Oh, it's really, good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Did called? you like the Did you like the Joan Rivers Joan, one? Joan Rivers one I thought was great. Yeah, Joan Isn't Rivers that fantastic? is fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, that is a fantastic that film. That's a wonderful movie. Yeah. That was that's it's probably really been my favorite movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And the Phil Spector one was good. It wasn't you know to the caliber of the Joan Rivers one. Mm-hmm. I've never said caliber at the theater before. I've been coming here for like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, I haven't seen the Hugh Hefner thing. Is that good? It is good. It's quite good, uh, and it's it's uh, 
it's a it's a film that has a lot of surprises in it for people who weren't alive, weren't around when he, you know, when he started Playboy, when he fought a lot of battles that people don't remember or don't know that he had to fight uh, about freedom of uh, speech, freedom of press. Uh, they wasn't allowed to mail the magazine through the U.S. postal system. Had to fight that. When he opened his Playboy clubs, they sold franchises. And they sold some in New Orleans and Miami, and they weren't letting black people in. And he said, that's, that's unacceptable. He had to buy back the franchises uh, because he would not allow his name and his logo to be on something that, you know, at a time of segregation, yeah, yeah. Was, was, was doing that in the South. I mean, he, and he, he did never it made all it. in his pajamas. Well, that's right, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, the that's thing amazing. Is, he never well, he never set out to be a Martin crusader. Luther King had to put a suit on. I know. He's not a guy. He's he's not a guy who set out to be a crusader or to you know or to fight these these big battles. But just as things came, he just him. dealt with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He did he did that. He did a TV show called Playboy After Dark, a syndicated show, and he booked all he booked all sorts of entertainers. I mean, uh, a lot of jazz people that couldn't get on television then, uh, a lot of comedians, and a lot of black entertainers <laughs> who were not. Welcome uh, in you know on shows mingling with white entertainers, and uh, because he was not on a network, no one could censor him. He just did it. Uh, it was a syndicated show. I mean, he's he's a, he's an interesting guy who's had interesting episodes in his life, and that's what this film goes into. He often has like three wives at a time or whatever. Well, there's three that too. Yes, they mention that. Yes, they does do. That come up. That does come up. Do they show the monkeys in the in the at the mansion? Because I I love feeding those monkeys grapes. Uh -huh. I've been there twice. I spend more time feeding the monkeys than, than looking at uh, the ladies. You, you see ladies no, every day. How often do you see a monkey? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, you guys. Give me a break. All right, so... I'm just picturing you in the grotto with two monkeys. <laughs> They're like in a cage, and they have like a little uh, jar of grapes that you can pull from. No, but I imagine hand, like at some point, you, you just want to let them They free. reach out and grab it from you, and... <laughs> Then they eat it. Sometimes they throw it back in your face. <laughs> and they laugh. All right, let's play... Normally I call it the Len Malton game, but in your presence, let's play the Leonard Malton oh, game, you guys. Aren't you kind? Yeah. Classy guy. I, I pretend we have a much more casual relationship when you're not actually here. <laughs> and people, people let me get away with it. A um, couple changes to the game since all of you played, probably, so let me just run it by you really quickly. Um, the I will give the... I was not told about changes in the game. No, yeah, yeah. I was not warned about this. We'll start with Morgan. Now people. I don't now know the first the person who starts gets to name uh, the category that we're going to play from through, oh, through wow. some options and the year. So the person who go, picks first, it's usually the person in last place, uh, gets kind of an advantage because they can kind of zero in yes. on something they may be Wait, knowledgeable Wait, so I'm in about. last place? And You're in last started. place already. Just, uh, just based on my, based well, on everything I've pick said. On so some, I pick, pick randomly in your case. It's like okay. I looked down the line of you and went, oh, who's wearing a hat, Morgan? Okay, she's going to go for it. <laughs> okay, so uh, let me give you some categories. It's Sean Penn's birthday today, the day we're taping this. So uh, one of the categories is movies featuring Sean Penn. Oh, yeah, yeah, good idea. Let's pick some uh, people for you, for you to play for. I'm so glad he reminded me. Uh, these, this is the, my three favorite seats to choose from. So, Alex, uh, Leonard Malton is going to play for you. And, uh, yeah, congratulations. And uh, Sam Levine is going to play for Courtney. And uh, Morgan Murphy is going to play for Sean. So, remember, you guys, Sorry, who you're Sean. playing for. Because yeah. I forgot already. Here we go. <laughs> Sean, I'm Sean, Sean, that's perfect. Sean, yeah. and the first category you have to choose from is Sean Penn movies. Uh -huh. Also, we can do uh, animal movies. It's movies that have animals in them. Most do. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, movies set in Idaho, because I'll be playing the uh, Knitting Factory in Boise on Saturday night. So I'm thinking of Idaho. <laughs> so what would you like? Movies of Sean Penn, animal movies, or movies set in Idaho? Uh, Sean, Sean Penn movies. All right, here we go. Then what do I do? I'll, t I'll, let you, I'll let you choose between some years. Would you like 1985, 1995, or 2005? I'll take uh, 2005. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you some okay. things about this movie. Uh -huh. Then I'm going to tell you how many actors are listed in Leonard Maltin's app on iPhone for this movie. Uh -huh. Then you tell me how many names you think you can get the correct answer in, and I will read them from the bottom up, so it's okay. most obscure to the most famous. And... Uh, Mr. Malton gives this movie two and a half stars. I can name one person in the movie. Uh, Sean, Sean Penn. Hang on a second. 
<laughs> Slow down, young lady. Oh. That's a nice beaver you're drawing. Um, here are some things he said about it. He goes, star wattage and filmmaking craftsmanship help compensate for many loose ends. Ooh. Yeah, that's a long clue I gave there. And another one is um, the director has a small role ah. in the movie. Two and a half stars from 2006, and there are... You said 2005. What? Yeah, you said 2005. Let's say 2005. (laughs) (laughs) Ten names. There's ten names. So you could say I can name that in ten names, or you can bid lower. Uh, I name the... I say the names after you give me the the title? No, no, no. Oh. (laughs) I'm not... Okay. I thought you were on the show once before. I was. Maybe but I, was wrong. So I, I thought we played. I thought we played the game then. Uh, we did. Because we played in every episode. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. Um, I I need uh, five names. Wow, that's a bold bid for somebody who just was completely confused. <laughs> I'm always like uh, every every point in my life, I'm, I was just completely confused a second before. All right. And it seems to be fine. <laughs> Let's move down to Mr. Malton. How many names do you think you can get it in? Oh, probably, or you could say name that I probably movie can't get it at all, but I'll, I'll, I'll try for four. Sam I, Levine? Name that movie. Name that movie. Oh, I'm not, Here I get burned every time. Leonard Malton feeling the pressure and the game named after him. Because, because I can't do it, but go ahead. All right. Here's the clues again. This is, you know, this is from your app, so yep. you either wrote this or approved this. Yep. Two and a half stars. Uh, <laughs> the star wattage and filmmaking craftsmanship help compensate for the many loose ends and the director has a small role mm-hmm. and there's four names that I'm going to read to you now they mm-hmm. are Hugo Spear no idea <laughs> Clyde Kuhatsu mm-hmm. I'm not sure for, I'm not absolutely sure but I think he might have been one of the dancing Edos on Leno <laughs> <laughs> He was definitely Margaret Cho's mom on All American Girl. Uh, George Harris and Michael Wright are the four names. Oh, I'm screwed. You got nothing? You, you, you're not good with years? Like, you can't think, what was Sean Penn in in 2005? No, I'm terrible at that. Yeah, me too. I'd be terrible at it, too. Uh, my mind doesn't sort stuff that way, you know. I, 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 Nor should I, it. I'm very linear. Yeah, very I mean, linear. You're, you, you, you know, you'll remember, as soon as I tell you this, you could probably tell me the plot of the movie. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you the rest of the names and see, see who it comes it to It isn't first. the assassination of uh, Richard Nixon, is it? No, no, that's not okay. it. That's a good guess, though. Yeah. The other names are Earl Cameron, Evine Atal, Jasper Christensen, Catherine Keener, then Sean Penn, then Nicole Kidman. Oh, and it was, was called, it was called The Interpreter. The Interpreter, that horrible Yeah, movie. which is one of the things I hated well, about see, that movie. Such a generic title, you know? See, and, and of course, it is a movie worth forgetting. Yeah. So, but then, so then you gave it a very generous two and a half stars. Then. Yeah, because because it's well made and by Sidney Pollack, who has a small part in the mm-hmm. movie. There you go. And uh, <laughs> but it's you know not overwhelmingly good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Uh, let's. Um, Wait, so get Sam there? gets the point. Oh, yeah. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And since Morgan didn't get caught in the middle of that mess, we'll have her start again. You're gonna I know, start us I know off how again. To do this now. now you got it down. Yep. Now your categories are, it's Robert De Niro's birthday today. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Sean and Robert De Niro, two of the greats, same day. Um, so I have Robert De Niro movies or movies set in Idaho, the great category that you guys passed on earlier. Mm-hmm. And also, it is currently the 25th anniversary of St. Elmo's Fire. So the category is movies that feature the stars of St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> So it's two of them in another movie. At least two of them? At least two of them, oh, Sam. Okay. Right. Could be three. I didn't research it that that's hard. A, that's a bulging category, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So what do you think, uh, Morgan? I do uh, De Niro movies. All right, here we go. Would you like a De Niro movie from 84, 94, or 2004? 94. 94. Nice poll. Good choice. Everyone's impressed. Yeah. <laughs> two stars, says Leonard Malton. Hugely disappointing <laughs> are the first first two words of the review. Yeah. I haven't seen you say that about one that you call a bomb as your rating, but yes, two well, stars, hugely disappointing. Well, because it could taxi, have been a five-star movie exactly, or a four-star movie. Exactly. Taxi driver. All right, shut up. 
disappointing. And then, wow, everything gives it away. Every other line from it. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. But the story goes askew. <laughs> wow, that's an awesome clue. In a hugely disappointing way. In a way. hugely disappointing way, yeah. the, the story goes askew. Two stars, and there are ten names. How many can you get it in, Morgan Murphy? Uh, I'm going to say five again. I'm going to fi- five it. You really have fun with that, Ed. Mr. Malton? I'm not going to try to challenge that this time. You're going to say name that movie in five names? I'm going to say name that movie in five names. Here we go. I was kidding. Okay. (laughs) Someone named Cherie Lungi was in this movie. Mm -hmm. Robert Hardy. John Cleese. Ooh, Ooh, was right. Richard Breyers. Ian Holm. I have no idea. He was a robot. I'm dumb. I I don't know, Doug. I don't know. I don't know. No idea? No. All right, so the point goes to Mr. Moulton. And the rest of the names are Aiden Quinn, Helena Bonham Carter, Tom Hulse, Kenneth Branagh, and our man Robert De Niro as Frankenstein's monster in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, that was, wow, that was a rough one. Two words, hugely disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) De Niro's makeup was the monster was really gross. Like, it was really like, if you really had stitches on your face, it wasn't like human monster with a bolt in his neck. (laughs) It was really gross. All right, so that was exciting. So now we have Sam has one point, Leonard has one point, and we start with Morgan again. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Animal movies, Idaho movies, St. Elmo's Fire, alumni movie. All right, uh, animal movies. Animal movies. Would you like 1989, 2001, or 2008? 2008. Here we go. Three stars from Uh Leonard Maltin. He calls it a sweet film. And he also says that it is autobiographical. Yeah, it's an animal movie that is autobiographical. Okay. And there are... It could happen. Yeah, it could. There's seven names. Wait, eight names. Eight names. How many can you get it in, Morgan? Um, six names. Leonard. <laughs> Come on, LM. I'll try for five. Yeah. Sam. Oh. This is a game winner right here. I don't here. like my position in the bidding here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened with that. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like I purposely screwed you. Okay. Now, wait. So what are we at? We're at five names? Five, so I got either name So you could do less names. names. Go for it. Or Go you for can, it. You can challenge don't Leonard. Don't be a pussy. If you do challenge it. Leonard, you can win the point. Or if you name it, you can win the point. Right. And first person to two wins the whole thing. And, oh, man. And uh, what's your name, Courtney. Courtney? Courtney's going to be very excited if you pull this off. I'll give it a shot. Give me four names. Four names. All right. So now, Morgan, you can say name that movie or or try to bid lower. Name name that movie. We're going to have a three-way tie if you can't name this, Sam Levine. I'm aware. We're excited. Wait, do I have a point? You might. Settle down. (laughs) 2008, autobiographical. Is it Hoot? Will you not pre-guess so weirdly? (laughs) <laughs> hoot was hoot about owls I thought it was just about pres- trying to preserve I guess they were in there is it um, that, that kangaroo I, one with Anthony Anderson that's not what it is kangaroo jack kangaroo jack no wild that guessing like no, wild, three stars three stars Morgan he gave it three stars he didn't give kangaroo jack three stars alright so it's three stars right. 2008 Eight sweet names. film I'm getting four of them sweet film All right. autobiographical alright it's a huge clue all right. I think I know. I the four I names are Joyce Van Patten. Great. That's three of the names. No. Um, no, we got Joyce Van Patten, yeah. Haley Bennett. Okay. Nathan Gamble. Great. And this is a, this one might help you. Alan Arkin. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, it's not going to help you enough. Oh. Leonard, do you know? I- I'm terrible at this game. Okay. okay. <laughs> Alan Arkin, 2008, animal movie, autobiographical. Ooh. 
Do, I think I can guess the animal. Don't yell it out, but do people think they know it? Yeah. I think, yeah, can I get, try it. to guess the animal people if he can't it. get it? For an you extra get, point you know what, for, you can for guess Sean? No points, but you can guess the animal yeah, right now. Animal. So I don't think that's going to give it away. Is it a horse? No. So that narrows it down. It's not a horse. It's not a horse. It's some other animal. All right, all right. So that only leaves you with four to choose from. That's true. Because who makes a movie about a chicken? Is... Let's see. Um, oh, Chicken okay. Little. I, I know what movie it is. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. He's got it. So you don't know? Uh, I, I, do you I have a guess? That. No, I don't have a guess. What do you think it is? Marley and Me. It's Marley and Me. Oh. <laughs> Kathleen Turner, Eric Dane, Jennifer Aniston, Owen Wilson. I, that movie, I, I defy anyone to watch the last 15 minutes of that movie and not, and not cry. I did not see Marley and Me. That is, I think oh, that movie would have been so much better brutal. if it was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this dog, we couldn't save it. Well, it's a horse. Oh, that's why we couldn't save it. We thought this movie was an autobiography about a dog. We have a three-way tie, don't we? We have a three-way tie, ladies and gentlemen. See that? I knew it, but I didn't say it because I wanted to keep Morgan in the game. Now it gets emotional. Yeah. Since it's a three-way tie, I get to choose who we start with, and of course we're starting with the great Leonard Maltin. (laughs) Would you like Hopeless. A, a Sean Penn movie, a movie set in Idaho, or 25th anniversary of St. Elmo's Fire? I can't, th- well, other than I can't think of a movie set in Idaho, except maybe Sun Valley Serenade with Sonia Henney. Uh, uh, <laughs> my we have a winner, you guys. I think I better stick with uh, Sean Penn movies. Okay, Sean Penn. There's only two to choose from. Okay. Uh, 85 or 95? Uh, let's do 85. I like it. Two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. I, I think this was somewhat critically acclaimed. So you were like, uh, just like Inception, you were you were voicing your true opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, ba- it's a true story involving Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. And um, you call his performance, his character, amoral. Yeah. Alright. And it's a true story, and there are twelve names. How many names do you think you can get it in? Six. Leonard Maltin. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Sam Levine. There are twelve names? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's an un- uncomfortable sound. I don't like that it sound is. at all. It is. Yeah. I don't want to win by by Leonard not getting it. I feel like the only it's only just if I win, like I get it. Winning is winning when you've got Courtney sitting over there. That's true. All right, I can you. name it in five names. Okay, Morgan. Uh, name 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 that name movie. Name that movie. All right. Here we go. Eighty-five. Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys. Why do you not let me read the names first? What if I was strict and said no, and you're out? Because. I'm good at the years. Michael Ironside. Mm-hmm. Chris Makepeace. Mm-hmm. Richard Dysart. Mm-hmm. Maddie Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And Dorian Harewood. Bad boys. Dorian Harewood is black. <laughs> that's, bad. Some, that's something I know about him. Bad boys. So you're sticking with bad boys? Let's see if you stick with bad boys as I tell you. Pat Hingle, Laurie Single, David Suchet, mm, Sean like Penn, and Timothy Hutton. Mm. Oh, the, the, the Falcon, Falcon and the, the Snowman. Falcon and the Snowman. That's you right. You pick the worst movies. So <laughs> Leonard Walton is our winner, is or Morgan's our winner? Iowa. You said oh, name that movie. Yeah. Morgan. So Morgan, once again, <laughs> yes. once again, the spoiler, yes. the spoiler takes the game. Uh, that happened when Graham Elwood was on with Sam and. Well Sam played. and Leonard are good friends, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the third one always takes it. Yeah. Well played, Morgan. Very exciting. Yeah. So uh, winning, uh, Morgan said, won some but, prizes but, but, you know, for Sean. You know what I find impressive? Sean. She seemed confused, but she was actually very strategic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's the thing. I tell game. people all the time, you don't trick. have to know anything to win at this yeah. game. Just say name that movie. So you win a, a Hypocritical Oath poster, my CD that's coming out, CD DVD coming out August 31st. You win a movie featuring Sam Levine called Sydney White. Wow. With Amanda, Amanda, I retire, I take it back, Bynes. She was out of the business for a couple weeks, but now she's back in the game, and I'm excited about it, because she does good stuff. And what else is in here? There's got to be something else in here. Oh, you uh, also get a copy of uh, my CD, Professional Humoridian, available at 
astrecords.com, and a copy of Leonard Maltin's 2011 movie guide. A glorious bastards. A glorious bastards is in here and gets the two and a half stars it deserves. Oh. There you go. You win all that stuff, Sean. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug? What's coming up for you, Morgan? While I go over here and ask these folks who, who I should call a shithead. Uh, I'm just going to go back to uh, work on uh, Jimmy Fallon in a couple weeks. I uh, just right there. And then uh, that movie, uh, it's kind of a funny story. I'll see how much, how, you know, how much I'm in that. <laughs> i gotta, I got to write these down. These were hard to remember this week. I'll be at uh, Bumber sh- Bumbershoot in Seattle in September. I don't know. I can make some stuff up. I'll also be in... Uh, I'm playing Carnegie Hall next Sunday. Wait a minute. Yep. I was playing Carnegie Hall next Sunday. Are you telling me they're double booked? Yeah, well, I'm doing a late show. Oh, do you have a, that's fine then. Do you have another movie coming out, Sam? Uh, TV shows? I, I, have, I actually do have another movie. It's not coming out in theaters. It's coming out on DVD. It's called Made for Each Other. comes out on DVD August 31st. Like all the best movies do. Che- so check that out, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check that one out. It's actually really funny, I swear. Um, and then if, if you haven't uh, checked it out by now, internet people listening, KevinPollock'sChatShow.com. Uh, I can be seen on it with Kevin and wonderful guests yeah, every Sunday Yeah, that's a lot of fun, live. that show. I, I did that show once, and it was, it was a good two-hour interview. Yeah, and we're going to have he Leonard talks to on people too. for a long time. Yeah, get some stories ready, Leonard. There you go. Um, okay, so and and you have your the current version of the movie guide the, and anything else. You're on the Reels channel, the new TV about movies. That's right, Reels channel. My, my show has just been reinvented. It's now called Malton on Movies. New episode What's airs it every now? Friday. It, it, that's what it's called. Oh, now it's called Malton on Movies. What and it used to be can, called? You, uh, Secrets out. Don't watch that anymore. That's right. <laughs> Secrets out. Uh, and it's it's better real, to have your name in the title. It's, it's nice. Exciting. It's realschannel.com if you want to find out more about that. Or go to leonardmalton.com where I'm always logging new journal entries and reviews of books and DVDs and films. Nice. Let's hear it for all these guys, but especially Leonard Malton. Wow. Thanks, Doug. Really nice. No, Sam Levine always brings us Leonard Malton, so we love him for that. <laughs> and uh, Morgan Murphy writes, when Jimmy Fallon says something funny, go, I bet you Morgan Murphy wrote that. Right? You still yeah, work yeah. there? Yeah, right I still work there. That's what I just said. Like, oh, okay. And I wasn't paying attention. I was getting the strangest shithead names that I've ever had to say at the end of the show. But I just want to mention that Sunday we're going to have the Torque screening uh, at CineFamily here in Los Angeles uh, with the co-star Adam Scott and my buddy Paul Shear. We're going to sit and do a live commentary through. You gave Torque uh, two and a half stars, I believe. It's kind of a... It, it, it's is that a, the one Dane Cook is in? No, he's not in it. Oh, okay. Is he? Oh, maybe? He's got a part in it, Dane Cook? How do you like that? Dane Cook was in that movie with, uh, what's his name, the basketball player. Um, and then I'll be at... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll be at... It was, uh, it was uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook was in it as like a, 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 a guy that gets punched double, in the face. Double trouble? Double, double, tr- double team. Double team, because it's about because it's about what they do in the hotel room every night after they rap. <laughs> they find some poor intern and double team, and then um, I'll be at Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids, Michigan, August 26th through 28th, 2010. Uh, thanks for coming, everybody. And uh, Sam Fickman is a shithead, and Courtney Maddox is a shithead. Yeah, first time people have ever really made it personal. <laughs> And, uh, and I thank you for that. And uh, as always, those people are shit. <laughs> now it's time for you.